I want to start off with a little story about community um, and fellowship, if you will. And it's one of those things where you're trying to find stories and you're trying to find something um, relevant to the topic from your life to make it be practical. And so I'm praying and like, God, like, would you reveal something? Um, and it was so sweet on Friday night. Um, I play softball every Friday night and I love softball. I'm competitive. And my brother, who's right over here, also plays softball with me on that same team. And it's softball is not very competitive, but it can be. And so this night, it was two, two teams who were undefeated. So obviously, I'm already like, we've got to win this game. Like, I'm competitive. Um, and side note, um, in high school, I loved to play sports, but I was 5'3". So I was never in the position to, like, kind of exposing myself there. But, like, I was never in the position to, like, ever be in a spot to, like, prove myself, I guess, if you will, in the sports realm. Because I was 5'3", I sat the bench. It is what it is. Um, but in that, so at the softball game, uh, we were playing, and we were losing so bad. It was, like, 11-3, to 3, my worst nightmare. I'm like, this, we've got to do something. And I was losing hope. Like, there was nothing happening. It was the last inning, um, and the time runs out. So there's 55 minutes to play. Time ran out, and we still hadn't scored virtually any runs. And so at this point, I'm like, I've lost hope. But then other people on the team have, like, this innate ability and gift to, like, encourage people and to be like, hey, like, no, pick your head up. We're going to keep going. We're going to win this thing. And I'm like, there's no shot. Like, we're down at softball. It's way too easy to get out. Um, so at this point, times ran out. There's two people on base. We're down by three, I think, at this point. And I step up to the plate, and my heart is pounding. I'm like, oh, man, if there was ever a time to do something great, it would be now. And so in that moment, I was like, oh, man, like, I'm shaking. Like, this is crazy. Let the first pitch go. I was like, I can't. Can't swing it. I'm too nervous. Second one comes, and then boom, greatest moment of my life, hit a home run, ties the game. Okay? And in softball, you don't run the bases. Like in slow pitch, you're like, that's disrespectful if you run the bases. So I didn't. So first base, go back. My brother over here steps up to the plate, not even like 10 seconds later, hits a home run, and we win the game just like that. And I mean, I can't, like, you can imagine, like, just like a World Series, everybody crashing, running into the field. Like, this was us at a softball league in the B division, not even the top of the league. So it's like, we're being competitive in a league that's not even the top. And so, but I mean, we were just, we crashed into each other. We relived that moment for this, this last week. And that was only four days ago, and I'm still super excited about it. But if that tells you anything about just, like, fellowship and, like, being in community with people who love the same thing, like... That was the moment for me that I was like, oh, my gosh, like, all these people together wanting to do the same thing, have the same goal, like, is such a blessing. And so with that, my question to you tonight is, what is your community? But also, on another, on another level, what is biblical community? And I think we need to wrestle with this question because I think it's two, there's two different things. We can say we have good community, but do we have good biblical community? So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump into the scripture. So... Dear God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this weather. Thank you for allowing all of us as a community, as young adults, to, to meet and to hear what you have to say. I pray that you would push me aside and that your word would be heard tonight. Lord, you are good and you are a gracious God, um, and we thank you for everything you've done. In your name I pray. Amen. And so if you have the Bible app, it's on there already. Um, we're going to be in Acts 2. 42 through 47. So in Acts 2, while you're getting there, 
I'm going to preface this by saying kind of what happened. And in Acts 2, this is where, where Jesus ascends and the Holy Spirit comes down on his people. And this is a really important moment because right before this verse, in verse 42, in verse 41, or in ver- I don't know where it's at, but the verse right before this, um, it's talking about how there was 3,000 souls added to the kingdom from, from repenting and being baptized, and they got to experience the Holy Spirit. And then as we get into this, in verse 42, Acts 2, verse 42, it says, and they devoted. And I want to stop right there for a second, and we know we have a lot of verses to go over, and I don't have that much time, but I want to stick on this for a moment because, and they devoted. Like, they are new believers who have just given their life to Christ, who have experiencing the Holy Spirit, and they are immediately devoted. And I think when we think of the word devotion, like, that is so much time. Devotion is this utter, complete and utter love for something, this loyalty to something, sports, that in that regard. And so, like, for me, I know a lot of you already know this, like, I love disc golf. But there was a time in my life where I was so devoted. I played three times a day, unhealthy. I know, but I played three times a day. It's unimaginable. But you are devoted to something, right? And so these are followers of Christ who have just given their life, and they devoted. And it goes on to say, which is even more important, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Verse 44 says, all who believed were together and had all things in common. And so I want to talk about this for a second because I think it's, it's necessary. We have the word devotion, and then we have the word fellowship. And if we look at the Greek word, if you're taking notes of this fly, is all over me. But if, we're t- if you're taking notes, the Greek word koinonia, it's spelled K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. And this is talking about the word for fellowship. And I think when we look at the word fellowship, we're like, okay, I kind of understand what this means. But in this context specifically, when it's talking about this, it says um, that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. And when we look at this Greek word, and what I've, what I've come to find out about it, is that in verse 44, it says, all who believed were together and had all these things in common. I think we immediately think, oh, we have to love everything that we do. Like all of us as, as believers and as a community, like we have to love everything that we do together. And we have everything in common. But this Greek word is, is to share in something. And for them in this moment, is to share in God's love, to share in and his mission to share in, like we share as believers in the body, as believers in Christ, we share the same God, we share the same struggles, we share the same mission of taking it to other people who, to make his name known, and we share in the same hope. And I think this is so important for us to realize as, as a community and, and understanding what biblical community is, is like they were devoted not only to the apostles' teaching, but also to the fellowship how we are right now, how everybody's in here right now, they were devoted to the fellowship. And what's more important as we see it and we go on is that it becomes more evident in this passage that we're going through of how important fellowship is. But in between both of those, it says in verse 43, and all came upon every soul. Like because of their devotion to the apostles' teaching and their devotion to fellowship, and awe came upon every soul. Like, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, this feeling of, like, awe. Like, that is a breathtaking experience. Like, if you've been to the Grand Canyon, like, that took my breath away immediately. You can't take a picture of that. 
and like show it to somebody and they get the same feeling. It's just not possible. So I'm just imagining all these new believers in this community and they have this awe just and wonder, this fear of, of a good and gracious God who loves them and is changing souls around them. Like how crazy, like why wouldn't we want that? And I think oftentimes we, we can say we're, we're in a community and we can say that we're, we're kind of consistent, but are you devoted? Like, are you devoted to that community, to wanting to feel that awe and wonder of a good and gracious God who wants you to experience new souls being saved, the people around you, the fellowship, to share in that? Because we share the same God, the same mission, and the same hope. And I think that's so important. Important. And, um, and here I have written, I said, although we share the same mission, that doesn't mean that God still hasn't given us unique, unique gifts to be generous with others with. Um, and so my first point was be devoted in biblical community. And my second point for us tonight is be, I'm just going to lay that on the ground, um, is be generous in biblical community. And what I want us to know here is that this, this can sometimes be really hard because we can feel very burdened by other people's needs and whatever that looks like. But it literally says, in Scripture, it says, bearing one, another, bearing one another's burdens. In Galatians 6, 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so I think that's important. But as we go back into Acts 2 and we get to verse 45, and then into verse 46, verse 45 says, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts. Like all of that right there, I think is hard for us. Because I think as a society today, and just in general, as inherently sinful people, we love to claim things. Whether that be claim our possessions, whether that be claim our friends. Like, hey, this is my group of friends. You can't, you can't be with us. Like, I think we, we, we do that without even recognizing it. It's like, oh, this is my group right here. We don't let anybody else in. And I think that's the difference between those two words of what is your community and what is biblical community. Because those are two very different things. You can have a community not devoted to Christ, and you can have a community that is devoted to Christ and is biblical community. And I think there's a difference between those two. And so what I want us to see here is that they were being generous with their time, it says they were attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They were allowing people into their house. They were opening their doors, and sometimes it can feel like a burden to be doing that, but they were welcoming people in. They were being generous with their time. They were allowing that space to have community and, and time for conversations and breaking bread, and they were being generous with their possessions. I think, I think it's oftentimes we like to, to either look at our money or what we have and and keep it as our own rather than, than sharing it in someone that we see that has need in our community, in our biblical community. And then the last one is that they're generous with their gifts. And every one of us has unique gifts from God that we get to use when we are in community and we are devoted to one another. And so what I have here as well is that their devotion, as soon as they were saved, their devotion led to a generous... They were so devoted 
that they weren't even focused on anything else around them other than, other than Christ and making his name known, which is so incredibly hard. And I understand that with everything that we have in this world that brings us pleasure and joy and, and whatever um, that's fleeting and doesn't last but they were being so generous with their time. They were in so awe of God's wonder and sharing in that with one another. Because as believers, like you are in the body of Christ. Like you share that with everybody. And I want to, I keep reiterating it because I think it's so important that when you go out and whenever you're in other places, like as believers, like we share in that. Whether you're here in this, whether this is your church and you come to church here on Sunday, like don't limit your conversations to the people that you know, the circle that you have. There are older people in the church that can benefit from you and the gifts that God has given you and the conversations that you can have more than you think. And I think something that we tell ourselves is this lie that we're inadequate to like lead in something. We're inadequate to pour into older people. I face that struggle myself even standing up here preaching. And I feel like I'm inadequate to do these things. And I think oftentimes we feel inadequate, but God's given us those gifts to those people. And there was one point where I was doing power packs and this, this sweet lady came up to me and she's probably like 50 something. And she was like, she's like, today's the day I want to hear your story. And I was like, right now, like it's eight o'clock at night. We just finished power packs. I'm kind of tired. She's like, yes, right now. I want to hear it right now. And I told her my story and she just cried right in front of me. And she, was, she had the awe, the awe and wonder of, hey, we share in the same thing. Like, I didn't think that me telling her, her, her my story was going to affect her in any way. But now I see her at church every Sunday, and we get to share in that, share in that conversation, share in the fact that we share in the same hope of a good God who loves us. And so I want us to, I want you to know that, that Cut that lie out that what God's given you and the gifts that he's given you is to help and, and can help other people in this community, whether that's you go to church here or whether you go to church somewhere else. Pour into the people, young and old. I mean, just even seeing the kids in Kid Street, they look up to the older generation so much so that you um, can be a part of that. And so one of the things that I've heard before is like, if you put your hand out and you see your fingernails, right, they look very small and inadequate. You think that oftentimes you don't recognize them unless you paint your nails often, then you see them often. But regardless, I don't ever look at my nails. I don't ever think about them. But if it was to get ripped out, that would hurt really bad. And now I recognize that it's a part of the body and it has a purpose. Just like as a Christ, as the body of Christ, when we are believers in Christ, we share the same body. This role that we think is inadequate on our fingernail is just as big as everything else because it serves a purpose and a role within the body. And so one of the things that I want to kind of talk about, and I want to be gentle about this because I know that this, is, this can be hard to hear, but it's so a part of my story that I want it to be known um, because whenever I was at a different church attending Missouri State, I had this idea that people were just supposed to come to me. People were just supposed to pour into me, and I wasn't supposed to do anything. Like, I would attend church. I would ch check it off the list and be like, yes, I did that on Sunday. Good work. Why is nobody asking me to do anything? Why is nobody having fellowship with me? And I was just consuming. I would attend church. 
I would expect people to pour into me, and then I would leave expecting them to ask me to do stuff throughout the week and to share in that. And so tonight, if you're here, and, and maybe you come and it feels like you need to take a next step of investing in people, not just on a Tuesday night, not just on your church at Sunday, but throughout the week, and be devoted to that like it says in verse 42. They devoted themselves. Devote yourselves to the teachings and to the fellowship, to share in that and not go and consume. As I felt that so heavy for my own life when I was, when I was praying over this message, and I was like, man, that sucks. Like, I spent five years at that church just consuming and it wasn't until I came to, to High Street where I was like, oh my gosh, I've missed, I've missed it. Like, I just consumed so much of that, and I didn't devote myself to the fellowship, and I just expected that. So if, if you're here, I just want to gently say, don't miss those years like I did, and devote and invest your time and be intentional. It's hard, but it's so important. You can't do faith alone, because I think it's in, it's in Genesis, and it talks about how, how it was not good for man to be alone. And that rings true right now for us. It's not good for us to be alone and try to do this life alone. And so day by day, we need to be doing that. And my last point for us is be, and I could not come up with a word that pinpointed all of this. So it's be, hear me out, dot, dot, dot. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I understand but you can fill that in with like different words because I want you to see that it's like be present, be consistent, be faithful. A dot, dot, dot. That's a continuation of whatever that sentence is at the end of it. And so in this specifically, I'm going to finish off in verse 46 and 47. And I want to point out something. It says, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food and glad with glad and generous hearts and in 47 it says praising god and having favor with all people and the lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved and so i'm i'm the type of person where i notice things that are very repetitive i'm very observant and like when looking at and i was asking god to like end 16 times and just these these couple of verses which seems to me if you just look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, it says and. That's just kind of a filler word. But in this context specifically, I think it's so important for us to notice this because it, it's something good after that. I think we tend to often think that, like what I was thinking, and just consuming the church and consuming fellowship when people offered it to me, that, like, there's always an and. And they devoted themselves and to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and prayers, and all came over them, and many wonders, and all who believed were together, and all had things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing proceeds, and day by day they were attending the temple and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with gladness and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people, and how, how many ands, 16 ands, to get across a point that it's continuous. Like you have to be present, you have to be consistent, you have to be faithful. I think that's important for us to know in this moment. And so I was just kind of, I was laughing whenever that, that was like, I noticed that. And I was like, I have to tell. Like this is, God is showing that like it's not an easy road. Like it, they were devoted to doing this every single day. 
in verse 46, and day by day, day by day. Like you have to be present when you're going day by day. I think that this is, this is a moment where we see that and it's easy to be like, okay, but I, I need rest. That's a lot of ands, Dylan, that you just threw at me. I need rest, though. I don't think I can do all of that, right? But it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God gives us rest. We get so hyper-focused on like, okay, I got to do, I got to do, I got to do, I got to do, but God gives you rest. So stop focusing on the I got to do when it's like God's going to be present if you're being faithful, if you're being consistent, if you're being devoted, if you're being generous, God's going to be faithful. And if you go to him and you go to him with fellowship, where two or three are gathered, he will be there. Like, we need to understand that he's going to give us rest. So I don't want us to give this excuse along with the lie of like, oh, yeah, like I'm inadequate to do this. Or no, I don't have the capacity to do this. Like, you do. Go to God. God will give it to you. The encouragement of others will, will help in that. And so Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, not, not neglecting to meet as a habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. And this is so, so important. As we, as we wrap up what's being talked about um, and kind of talking about and reiterating, reiterating that we need to be devoted, we need to be generous, and we need to be dot, dot, dot in everything that we do when it comes to biblical community. Because again, there's a difference between community and biblical community. And then as we see that, verse 47, the most important verse, I think, in this entire thing, It says, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those are being saved. I think we think of it and we're just like, oh, yeah, I'm letting people in. This is fellowship. This is great. I'm being devoted. But when you're doing that and you have all these verses telling, hey, meet together in your homes, bring people in, break bread together, all the, like that's everybody. This is evangelism. This is souls are being saved. When you are meeting with people and you have a biblical community and you bring people into that, when we meet together here and we have people that maybe don't understand what it is to follow Christ yet, like we have a biblical community to be able to share in that with them and help explain. Like There is so much more evident in this than just meeting together because it says, and the Lord added to the number day by day. And this was just after 3,000 souls were saved. To where then they devoted themselves to this. So are you devoted to that tonight? Are you devoted to being in fellowship with people? To sharing in that with people that we share the same God? Not only with the the little circle that you claim as your friends and your community and nobody else can come in, but everybody else in the church It is not limited to who is around you right in this moment. It is every believer in Christ. And to kind of wrap up, I wanted to share this last story. 
of my time at the last church realizing this moment. And I had two friends who were the most consistent, the most devoted people that were around me to fellowship. They came to my house. This, had, this was my first year of teaching. And I was the most lost. I was lonely. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't even attending church at this point, like hard. Like I was lonely. I was lost. These two friends from that church came to my house every Monday night. They said, hey, we're coming over. Didn't ask a question. Didn't ask me if I'd be there. They said, hey, we're coming over there. I knew they were coming over there, and they came every single night. They were devoted to the fellowship. And we had tough conversations, which is something that we have to have in these moments as well. And it hurt the conversations we were having because they were being honest with me and they were being real. And one of the things that, that I was not devoted and I was consuming. I was not devoted and I was consuming. And the things that they said to me were, hey, have you ever prayed about where God wants you? Like, what church does God want you at? I was like, I don't know. I've never thought about it. Never prayed about it. And because of that, it then led me to realize that they weren't asking me to leave the church. They were asking me to share in the same goal and the same mission of following Christ. They wanted to share in that with me. And I was lacking to see that because I was just going and I was just consuming so generous and so devoted they were to be consistent in my life.